I've got an NBA Hall of Famer with me. Heck, not just an NBA Hall of Famer, one of the 25 greatest players in the history of this game. I know the NBA sheet says 50, but I say 25. Hall of Famer Rick Barry joins me next. We're talking Warriors. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube where our shows are exclusively live. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars rick barry's handle is the same wherever you go on social media it's at rick 24 barry the 24 represents the number hanging up at the rafters of chase center representing your retired number for your greatness sir rick at rick 24 barry you can follow him there he's the host of the rick barry show one of the greatest players to ever play this game rick how are you doing sir and what are your thoughts about all this trade talk and all the speculation? What are your oh, yeah. thoughts on all that? Does it drive you um, crazy? Do you like it? Your thoughts? The same, the same as it was the last time. But these people got nothing better to do with their time than to be able to look at all these trades and figure out what the salary cap bullshit is and, and you know, on this, that, and the other thing. And it's just unbelievable to me because it's just it, all it is is a waste of time talking about things that you don't have any great validity to them necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Why would you waste your talk about something freaking meaningful? I mean, <laughs> why do you want to talk about something that's total and complete speculation? Just like, I'm going to come up with this great idea. And some of the things are just absolutely asinine. I mean, it, it's just amazing what they do in the world of sports today. Hey, God bless them. Somebody's getting paid to do it. And if somebody's paying you to do it, then by God, go ahead and do it. But yeah, hey, all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, Kaminga's got a whole different perspective about him now, doesn't he? It's amazing what happens if you actually get minutes and you get to play a little bit and you get a little confidence in your game. He's got his teammates, you know, Draymond talking about, hey, this guy's a stud. He's going to be a star just like what he thought he would be. Hey, you can – I told this is – you know you've heard me say this forever, Cyrus. You can only learn so much sitting and watching. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta get into the game and you have to have a chance to play. And this used to drive me nuts and some coaches you watch a thing, a guy makes a mistake, he yanks him out of the game. How the hell are you supposed to play basketball if it's a game of mistakes and you make a mistake? So how do you play? You're scared to do anything because oh my god, if I make a mistake, I'm coming out of the game. I'm not gonna get my minutes. Let the guys play through it. Just talk. Yes. you know what I did to my guys when I coached? I Oh, you froze on me. Are you there, sir? Oh, no. I lost the Hall of Famer. Hopefully, you will unfreeze in just a minute. Oh, boy. Man. Well, hopefully, we'll, we'll Rick's connection will... Uh, I don't know why I'm that. I'm, 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 you're, I'm back, on, you're back. You're back. I'm, Continue on, sir. Continue this, on. This, this, is, this was what? Think about what you're doing. Okay, just think about what you're doing. Okay, you did something you weren't thinking. You did something foolish. Now, the whole thing is when I did that, I didn't do it a second time. 
then somebody's going to come in the game and take you out of the freaking game because you you lost your focus. You didn't do what you should have done. You should have learned from that mistake. Don't duplicate or replicate that mistake. And that's the whole thing. Every sport there is, it's about unforced errors, like they say in tennis and all. Well, it's the same thing here. It's errors. A missed mm-hmm. shot is an error. A bad pass is an error. I mean, all the, a foul is an error. Those are all the mistakes that you make in a basketball game, football, team type of things, offsides, whatever it may be. The team that generally makes the fewest number of mistakes in an athletic contest is normally the one that wins, especially in a team situation. So he's getting his chance to play, and to his credit, He's doing a hell of a job. What did he get now? Seven games, 20 points, 20 points. I think it's something like that. Correct. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, I've always felt, you know, we talked about it when he first came into the league a number of years ago, when I watched him in the summer league for the first time, I said, you know what? He has something that I like. He actually can see the floor. He sees the game. He was making some passes to people. He wasn't tunnel vision. Uh, and starting to get a little bit of a feel. But the thing is, is that you have to play more to be able to get a feel for a game that's different than what you were playing on the other level because it's a step up. There's more required of you. The athletes are all better. They're all faster, stronger, quicker than the guys you play against. You might have played some great people in college, but you haven't played against the kind of guys you're playing against in the NBA. These are the best players in the freaking world. So I'm happy for him. Uh, You know, I'm still... I'm still optimistic because I'm the eternal optimist. I'm still optimistic that this team will be able to put themselves together. I, I think they become one of those dangerous teams that I've talked about so often. Okay. A team that could conceivably, and maybe they have to do the play in. I don't know. We'll see. It's plenty of time left, but if they're at eight seed and I'm number one seed or I'm two and I'm playing seven and they're seven, I'm going to be a little scared about this team with the Hell experience yeah. and all that they have. And it's how you're playing going into the playoffs that matters. You could be playing great all along during stuff and all. And then when you get to the playoffs, I mean, this, you see that happen all the time. And look at look at the Philadelphia Eagles rolling along. All of a sudden, shit, they were like nothing. They, they like disappeared. I mean, so this is the type of stuff that can happen in sports. And so I'm optimistic that they'll stay healthy, get together, find rotations that are working for them, the guys that fit well together. I mean, you know, reading now, they think that, you know, that this has helped actually with Kaminga doing his thing, that he and Wiggs are starting to feel each other and playing a little bit better. Hey, hey, these guys, they didn't get to where they are because they don't know how to play. Okay. Uh I mean, seriously. And so everybody goes through bad times. Everybody has a difficult time. Like you say, normally it's a two-week period that most teams even struggle during the course of a season. doesn't happen very often that they don't. And, Players also. I mean, I was told by my coach in college, Bruce Hale, uh, who was a former pro player, great pole player, said, listen, just remember, when you get up there, you're going to probably have eight to ten games where things just aren't going to be working well for you. Don't let that, you know, don't let that disrupt you. Don't let that get you down. You know, you'll play through it. But when that's happening, find something else to do to be productive. Don't feel sorry for yourself. If the outside shot's not working, drive to the basket. Get to the free throw line. Go get an offensive rebound. Get out on the fast break. Play tougher defense. Go get some rebounds. Do something productive when your offensive game, as far as shooting the ball is concerned, isn't working well for you. That's what you have to learn how to do. And that comes with what? Getting a chance to play. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Rick, uh, one of the, the polarizing players this season has been Andrew Wiggins, who... Uh, since Draymond Green came back, you talked about Wiggins and Kaminga playing together. Draymond seems to be the glue 
that's holding that together. Um, over the last five games, Wiggins is finally sh showing a semblance of his old self. His, his scoring is up to 18 per game. Uh, he's grabbing rebounds. His shooting's up. My biggest concern when he comes is is regarding Wiggins is what's going to happen when Moses Moody comes back. You just spoke for a few minutes about Jonathan Kaminga needing reps, and you and I were on the same page for that. I remember Rick when we saw Kaminga his rookie year in summer league. Both of us were like, "Wow, like this kid has a left." He looks big out there. And I, I, even though Moody, I don't think, has the same ceiling as Kaminga, I think he's going to be a great player. But if Wiggins is there, I don't know if he gets the minutes. What are your thoughts on that? Are you okay with Moody, you know, just sitting there rotting away uh, so we can no, see? No, when he's gotten the chance, he's played well. Yes, agreed. You know, I mean, so he he's shown so signs of of being a productive player on a fairly consistent basis. You know, a better outside shooter than Kaminga right now, obviously. Uh, doesn't have the same athleticism that Kaminga has, but he's still an athletic player and is still a very nice player for this team for the future. So they, they have some serious things to decide as to what they want to do. Uh, you know, I keep reading and hearing things about that they're out shopping and actually talking to people possibly about Clay. I mean, it'd be a shame for him not to be able to finish his career as a, as a well, Golden State Warrior with all he's brought to the team and the great player that he has been. Um, and still is a you know a top-notch player. I mean, he's still better than a whole bunch of guys in the league. Uh, still can shoot the hell out of the ball. And he's always been a fairly streaky shooter in some mm -hmm. respect. And then when he, but he's, what he's on, he's, he's, he's ludicrous. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I don't see where Moody gets a lot of time when you yeah. still have Clay around. I mean, seriously, because to be honest with you, if, and especially if Kaminga – works on his shot, which he should do, okay? And he starts to become – his goal should be to – if I were him, I want to be a 40% three-point shooter, and I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to grab Clay. I'm going to grab Steph. I'm going to work with him. Look at my shot. See what's happening. Go out and put in thousands of shots and just get to the point where you feel comfortable and have that confidence to knock down that open three or even the challenge threes. Be able to make – be a 40% guy is what your goal should be. Now, that's exceptional shooting, okay? Don't get me wrong. I mean, 30% is passable. 33 is 50% from twos. Mm -hmm. so, so at worst, if you shoot for 40 and you come up short and you get 35, 36 or something, that's still really good shooting. Yep. And you can live with that. Absolutely. And, and so if Absolutely. he gets to the point where he's shooting well with his size and all, now you can go, you know, get some, you know, six, seven athletic guy out there playing the two. Then you still have the three. I mean, because Moody fits into that same area. They got a lot of guys that are, Yes. fairly similar and yes. it's hard and I, I don't envy Steve having to figure out you know who can I play who's playing well how is this going to work I don't know Moody might be one of those guys especially with Kaminga coming on like he is if they decide they're going to keep Clay and give him an extension um, it, it may very well be that he'd be one of the guys that I would think another team would be very interested in him as well, a trade I keep saying I, look I, logically speaking and and I don't know if you agree or not but I feel like if there's going to be an odd, if there is an odd piece here, it's Clay. I mean, when you look at his productivity, it's dipped. Defensively is where I really am concerned with Clay's uh, play in this modern era. Is he's getting beat left and right? I don't know what his proper fit is defensively. When he plays, uh, when he uh, plays guards defensively, they beat him. When he plays bigs defensively, they're just backing him down and shooting over him. I, I don't know what the answer is there, but at the same time. Like you said, I think a lot of people want Clay to finish his career with the Warriors. That's why I keep looking back to Wiggins as being the piece that you kind of have to move on from. I 
I don't know. That's just me. I got to pay some bills real fast here. And then I got a very interesting question that was just posed in the chat, Rick, that I would love for you to answer. Uh, and this is in regards to the lineups we're seeing uh, for the Warriors. First, though, I got to give some love to one of my longtime sponsors. And Rick, you've talked about this in terms of uh, a form of it existing back in your days when you were playing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And that is prize picks. And the premise of prize picks is very simple. You're, it's daily fantasy made easy. What that means is, is that instead of gambling on teams, instead of betting on spreads, uh, you're betting on individuals. And this is where, Rick, if you were playing today, I would be killing it, making a buttload of money with prize picks because I'd just be betting more than under, under every category. Uh, Stephen Curry, for example, every time he's listed in prize picks, uh, his point total that you got to bet more or less than is usually right. 29 and a half, right? Um, right? You can you can select rebounds as a statistical figure to you know decide more or less than. And Draymond actually has been doing fantastic lately on the rebounding side. And it doesn't have to just be a, a, a basketball. It can be football. By the way, Rick, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl while I have you? I, I, you know, I remember the last time the Niners and Chiefs played, you tempered my expectations. I thought much higher of Jimmy Garoppolo than I should have. And you were absolutely right. The Chiefs won that game. Here we are four years later. What are your thoughts? Who's going to win the Super Bowl in your humble opinion? Yeah, well, I think that's why I, I love these kind of games. It's going to be great because you have two exceptional young quarterbacks, one with amazing success. I mean, just incredible success what Mahomes has done. One of my favorite players to watch play. You know, yeah. with my background in San Francisco and, you know, knowing all the people having Oh, Rick froze on us. Well, I'm going to read the script until he comes back. And again, Price Picks is all about a minimum of two players that you select, a maximum of six players. And if you get all six right, you can win up to 25 times your money. So you can absolutely make a killing there. Uh, it's fun. It's easy. You can DM me on Instagram if you ever want tips. I've never had to put money in. Uh, it's it's fun, and I'm winning on this thing. You can too. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Hopefully we got, oh, there's Rick. I think we got him back. <clears throat> there you go, sir. I'll pick up where I was basically saying because of yeah. my connection to the Bay Area 49ers. I used to root for, you know, Montana and all those guys. And it was great to see their success back in those days. But because I'm such a huge Mahomes fan and really just like watching him play so much, and, and I'm a big fan of Kelsey as well, not because he's dating. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, so I can't lose in this one. So whoever wins. So I'm praying it's a close game. I hope it comes down to the last series. And whoever wins, you know, I could be happy with that. But But in my heart, you know, I don't know Purdy as well. I don't know a lot of the guys on the team now and the people that I used to know before. I mean, so it's not like I'm going to be there totally and completely rooting against them. If they play well and they win, I can be live with that because it's the 49ers. But yeah, but I will I will be pulling for Mahomes. I, I just it's just something special about the guy. 
he is absolutely right. He is entering the, the all-time great conversations. Um, let's go back to basketball here. Uh, in the chat, uh, Traveling Urquidez, uh wanted me to ask you a question, which is, what are your thoughts on the fact that Steve Kerr routinely implements three-point guard lineups? To me, there is a direct correlation between the Warriors' defensive struggles and the fact that Kerr only feels comfortable when he has ball handlers out there. It used to work when he had Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston. You had length, you had size, but you don't have that anymore. Now you have Corey Joseph. Now you have Brandon Pajemski. Uh, you know, it, it, Chris Paul, who's about to come back, six feet tall. Um, you know, Gary Payne the second, not a point guard, but he's six two. The Warriors have a size issue, and for some reason, Kerr doesn't recognize that. What are your thoughts on small ball in the current incarnation? Well, small ball can work at times, depending upon who the small guys are and who the complementary people are. But you are going to give up something to a team. I like. I was always shocked when I watched with you know as the war the Warriors, not just the Warriors, but the league in itself with copycats, right? So when the little guys, the Spud Webs and the Mogsy Bogues of the world came in, everybody's trying the little guy to do it. I said, I thought there's not a chance in hell that any team's going to win a championship with one of those guys being a starting point guard. Okay, and. When they would bring them into the game, the whole thing is you bring them in the game to hold the disrupt things, get them moving quick, all the stuff they do. Why you didn't abuse them? I remember one time, I think it was yeah. might have been Muggsy coming in, and my son Brent was playing on one of the teams he was on, and Muggsy's coming. And Muggsy's guarding my son. My son's six seven with a freaking wingspan, reaches higher than I reach. It's ridiculous. Right. He can post up, he could do all this stuff. They never posted him. I mean, the first thing I would do when that little guy come in the game, yeah. I take him and I abuse him. Absolutely Absolute. abuse him. So the same thing here. If I'm playing and I'm coaching against the Warriors and they got that small lineup, I'm taking their smallest guy because everybody thinks it's a post a big man. You don't have to be a big man. When I coached in the minor leagues, I would post up a six two six three guys that I had that were absolute beasts in the post right. and say, hey, I'm going to post him up, but especially if you got a big guy that can shoot the ball a little bit. I mean, my God, why would you do that? But yeah. if I'm playing against the Warriors, I'm going to post those guys up. I'm going to make them pay a dear price for putting such a small lineup in the game and, and try to make them pay that dear price. And the way you do that. And they that are. And they are. That's why the Warriors defense is awful. So well, what do you think is going through Kerr's mind here? I, I know you I know you don't like uh, uh, criticizing Kerr. I get it. But, th you know, this is – it could be any coach. If any coach is doing this, what is the rationale? What is – what is the reasoning? If you're, winning, if you're winning, if you're winning, it's good. But if you're not winning, then obviously you got to make a change. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's what, what Einstein said, right? You know, I mean, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Sanity. It's it's ignorant. Oh, it's it's, it's absolutely ignorant. It, 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 it makes no damn sense. Oh, and it blows and it blows my mind. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, because that wasn't he wasn't James Bond in that one, so I don't like that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got all my sound bites back. So, and, and and been, let me, no, let me seriously, back. make yeah. a change. You have to change what's happening. Just like a game plan is only good if it's working. You Absolutely. start out and you try to do it. You have to be willing to make changes on the adjustment. I mean, on on the move. I mean, if something happens, you have to change it. If something's working, you go for it. That's why I don't understand either. Sometimes the coaches, something's going good for them, and they don't keep milking it until the yeah. other team figures out a way to stop it. I mean, you see that happen a lot. I watched that over the years, and that's very hard to fathom as well because I don't think a lot of this stuff is not very complicated. It just makes common sense. Yep. <laughs> I absolutely am. It makes no damn sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. I wish I had an answer for that. Um, when we come back, uh, I want to I want to read to you, Rick, because because there was a comment from Steve Kerr that 
He said midseason trades are exceedingly rare in terms of having a positive impact, in terms of making a difference. I decided to spend five minutes looking up midseason trades, and I found 21 of them that, that resulted in, <laughs> in success. And I'm curious to know what your what your thoughts are that's, on that. And also, true. the other question, yeah? That's, that's, that was a great political statement on his part, because that's what the politicians do. They make those <laughs> Let's give some love to another sponsor here. And that is the FanDuel Sportsbook and FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and look, the Super Bowl is coming up, Rick. I know one person in the chat complained about football talk. Uh, tough doo-doo because the Niners are in the Super Bowl. And the spread right now, Rick, I don't know how much of a gambling person you are, but the 49ers are favored by two and a half points. If you're a betting man, Rick, what are you, do you bet on the? That seems crazy to me that they're favored. I don't bet on that stuff, okay? Because I learned along. It's crazy. I'm betting on any sport. I know anything in the world can happen. It's uh -huh. crazy. There are some sometimes that you think it's a lock. Like I thought one of the biggest locks of all last year was when Georgia got knocked out of this, the game from college football, and they were playing Florida State, who had all those players hurt. That there's right. no way that they weren't going to crush that team, and they definitely embarrassed them. Okay, if I was a betting person, I would have bet on that one big time. <laughs> so as far as, the, as far as this goes here, who the hell knows? I mean, that's a, that's a field goal, right? That's a field goal. And, that and, is a field goal. And, and the two of your sponsors involved with betting, how things have changed. David Stern probably rolling over in his grave. He didn't want anything to do with betting. It's crazy. It's absolutely oh, Rick, crazy. To add to that, the Super Bowls in Vegas. They have pro franchises yeah. in Vegas. I, even that was a, yeah. an, an unforgivable thought 30 years ago. Now – you're absolutely right. right? It's, it's, you. you talk about what the guy's betting on individuals instead of teams and all, which is kind of cool. But I tell you, back when I played, okay, in the 60s, in the 60s and 70s, I go to New York. That They did that all the time back there. Yeah. They would bet how many points they get in, one, in the first in one quarter, quarter number two, do it by halftime. By the, I mean, it's, it was crazy. <laughs> all the guy, Rick, how you feeling? How you doing? I know what they were wanting to know. And I said, man, I feel miserable. But the thing is, I know what I say to them all the time. I said, guys. How I feel is irrelevant. How I play is what really matters. <laughs> I have felt so good before a game. I went out and couldn't miss a shot in warm-ups. I couldn't put it in the ocean in the game. It was crazy. Then I go out. I feel absolutely horrible. I can't do anything. I go out and I can't miss. And I'm playing out of my mind. So that's why I'm telling you. You just never, ever know. <laughs> absolutely. But it, it is fun. And happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Just visit their website, fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. And if you do, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, it's that simple. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official book. Yeah, go ahead. Finish up. Here's the official sponsor for you guys, right? Yeah, they are correct. Go ahead. What are you, you going to say? No, I'm just saying. All I say to the people, look at it's fun to do it. I don't like losing money or losing at anything, but you know, like going to the racetrack, I take a certain amount of money with me. And if I go there and I come back with any of it, it's a great day, right? Yeah, you, you're paying for the entertainment here. It's the excitement of what's happening, but don't bet more than you can afford to lose. It's like, it's like I'm doing something. I can feel I'm doing a little bit of a, 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 a blurb here for the investment world, right? <laughs> Never invest more than you can afford. There's risk in everything that you do. Well, here you're risking, you're doing it, but only as much as you can afford to lose. <laughs> Sound advice from Hall of Famer, Rick Barry. <laughs> you are locked on warriors. 
your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One final segment here, wrapping things up with Hall of Famer Rick Barry. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. You know, Greg Popovich uh, said something very uh, wise during this year's media day for the San Antonio Spurs, a franchise your son works for, and, and your son Brent, someone I'm advocating to hopefully take over Steve Kerr's job someday soon. I know it might be a, a reach, but that's what I want. Uh, but Greg Popovich said this during media day. If Manu Ginobili can come off the bench, anybody can, and I don't want to hear it. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think that's sound advice. Speaking of sound advice from well, legendary in the year. Remember, I said, I said, look, these guys need to accept the fact. Do what David Lee did. Do what Andre Iguodala did for the Warriors. These yes. are two veteran players who were. Oh, and and Rick just froze on me for a second. Uh, when he unfreezes, hopefully soon. I'm curious to know what Rick's thoughts are on Clay coming off the bench. I I, I for some reason Steve Kerr is fixated. On Clay. Oh, he's back. You're back. You're back. Okay. You unfroze. You're back. I don't know what the heck's going on. But anyway, yeah, that's the thing. Clay should be willing. Wiggins had to do it. He fought through it to do it. You know, Clay should be willing to do it if it can help the team. What difference does it make? Clay, you got more money. You can do whatever you want to do. You can go get an even bigger boat and sail around and fish and do whatever you want later on in life. Your life is set forever. Okay. You want to be there. Stay as a warrior. I would go and tell him, hey, look at whatever you need me to do. I did that. My yeah. last year, I went in and told him to start Robert Reed. I said, put me on the bench. I said, yeah, I don't put, it, put me on the bench. I'll come in the game. I'll see what's happening, what's going on. Okay. What I didn't expect was the coach that when the game was close with three minutes to go, I'm still sitting on the bench. I thought maybe be smart enough to have me in the game at that time, but that wasn't the case. But anyway, you, you have to be willing to do that because it's no longer about you. Your life is set. You don't need the money. Nothing. Come on. Can I, how can I help this team? Sit down. What can I do to help this team? You need to put me on the bench. Let's do it. Fight. Boom. And then when you come in the game, go to him. You know, I would, I tried to tell Calvin Murphy when I was there with him, but Calvin, why don't you just stay coming off the bench? Yeah. Coming off the bench, you're going to get to do what you want to do. When you come in, they're going to you. You're going to get shots like, you know, all the time. Get And if you're on, boom, feed you like they're fitting the pigeons in Central Park. Come on, do that. <laughs> you know, that's what you do. You have guys to come in for certain things to do. And a guy like Clay with his shooting, hey, you run stuff, get him shots, get him shots, see how he's doing, what's happening, boom. And if not, you come out of the game. Then you go back in and try it again. Play the roles that need to be played to help the team win. That's why you do sometimes, sometimes as a defensive guy with Peyton Jr., you put him in sometimes you need a little defense to get on the guy to try to, not that he's going to shut him down, but he can make him work harder, maybe make it a little bit difficult, screw up their offensive continuity somewhat. Those are the kind of things and decisions you have to kind of make. And so, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. on that. Rick, let me ask you this. Your son, Brent, is currently the GM of the, is it the Austin uh, yeah. Toreros? Austin uh, the San Antonio G League team. Yeah. Um, right. Let's say Brent uh, someday gets the job as GM of the Warriors. He calls you up, says, Dad, I need help. Uh, should I make a trade this season? Should I stick with what we have and listen to Steve Kerr, who wants to keep this current squad the way it is? What would you tell uh, Brent as sound well, first, advice? Well, first of all, he wouldn't ask me. <laughs> okay. We're, we're playing. <laughs> and I know, and I don't, and I don't ever try to tell my kids what they shouldn't do. Well, let's, say, let's say hypothetically speaking, you know, he's asking you. as a parent, I'm just telling you folks there, listen, who have kids and stuff, don't do it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's a no win situation. I'm sorry. Even if it works out, the thing is, God forbid, if you say something and it doesn't work out, then you'll hear it for the rest of your freaking life. 
What if you're the GM? Would you make of the of the Warriors? Do you make a trade? Do you do you roll with what's what they have? What, what would you do? I wouldn't trade. You stick with it. Okay, so so if you stick with it, do you re- do you think this team has a shot at a title still? Don't know about that, but I do know that they have a chance to be a much better team than what they've showed. I mean, here I had something I wonder, I wrote it down the other day. Yeah, okay. Do you realize that the Warriors have lost uh four, six, seven, eleven games with three points, five points or less? Correct. So 11, of their, 11 of their losses, only one five point, only one four point, you know, four from three, one from two, and four for one point games. I mean, yeah. with all this crap that's going on and doing stuff, just take six of those 11, take the six and, and flip their record right now, put six more wins and take five losses off of there. Okay, all of a sudden they're right still there, and they still have had all these issues and problems and haven't played their best consistently for any length of time, other than right at the start of the season. No, I mean, so no, why, why you want to screw around me? It's not like they're getting beat badly by teams. And you want to start talking about that as to, oh, well, they lost by this, by this team and everything. Well, I'm going to poke my phone up. Look at, here's a game. How's this? Tell me, do you think that you ever would have thought that, uh, here's the, one of the scores here. Oh yeah. That, uh, yesterday's game, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yesterday's game, you would have thought that, well, the Cavaliers are playing well, by the way. We got to watch yes, the Cavaliers. Yes, they are. And your old teammate uh, Clifford Ray was on the show a couple weeks ago saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone in the chat was bringing up Jared Allen. Sorry, he's not available. They're not trading him. So, yeah, the, the Cavaliers are doing playing fantastic ball. Correct. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Would you have thought that the that the Dallas Mavericks would have lost by thirty four points to Minnesota? Okay, so, oh, man, they need to make some trades here. Do it. Well, Warriors haven't lost a game that badly all season. So I'm just saying this stuff happens. You know, another team you got to watch right now is the Suns are starting to start and play. Yes, they are. Yes, good they, basketball. Are. they just crushed, crushed the Nets in their game. Not that the Nets are anything special, but I, I watched a little bit of their stuff. They're, they're playing a lot better basketball. But, no, I, I, I would agree that I think in this situation, it's just like you get somebody and have guaranteed success, and you may have to give up some potential for the future. You can just do a full evaluation for the rest of the season. Hope everybody stays healthy. Things seem to be getting a little bit better right now. See what happens with Gary coming back in. I still don't. I don't envy. I don't envy Steve at all with the decisions he's got to make because it's not like you have a twelve-man roster back in our day. Twelve-man roster, and the deepest they usually ever went was eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they got a fifteen-man roster and the G League two-way guys and stuff. Three two-way guys. They yeah. got so many guys that are really close in abilities that can do things, and so. In a way, it, it's good if you only had up to 10, maybe, like we had. I mean, we had 10 guys that could really do it, and we switched them and played them. It didn't matter. One guy, no, boom, another guy's in, boom, another guy's in. Same thing you could do with this team to the point, but they're so deep, it's beyond 10 as far as guys that can contribute and depending upon right. what's going on. So how do you find that right mix? It's like he's a chemist trying to play with all these different things and trying to get the right ingredients in there. And so uh, I, I wish him well with that. Uh, I, I just want to see him turn around and start winning, playing winning basketball. And, uh, and, and just to add on to what you said about those close games, they're 15 and 17 in what we call clutch games. A clutch is a stat they created where if it's a five-point game with five minutes or less remaining – you're absolutely right. They've been close, and early in the season, they started 6-2. and two, uh, And soon after that stretch, they played the Nuggets in Denver incredibly close in a game that sold me that this team has the talent. 
but I just it's just I don't see the right players playing. And and that's the part I think that frustrates me, as we mentioned earlier, those three point guards. We we're seeing Corey Joseph getting minutes over, you know, Trace Jackson Davis. I just, you know, for some reason he doesn't he doesn't like size. I don't get it. But um, but but yeah, well, Rick, I, was, I totally feel he was, he was a guard. We say again. I said he was a guard. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> I had some, someone said that to me recently as a, and it's you're right. It's there could be a bias there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, the, I'm trying to be a smart ass. That's all. I'm just messing around. No, you're, 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 no, you're the eternal optimist. I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, Rick, give some love to everyone who's taking care of you in life. Uh, promote away, please. As you wrap yeah, up. Well, I mean, anybody just, you know, go to ghostsleeves.com. Ghostsleeves.com. You can spell that out. If you can't spell it, then, you know, that's your problem. Uh, <laughs> it's S-L-E-E-V-E-S if you don't know. Uh, ghostsleeves.com, right? Allomd. Allomd.com, allomd.com, you know, medicileaf.com. That's another M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Those last two have cannabinoid products, no THC in it, whatever. And, you know, some of you probably wish you had the THC in it, but there's no THC in it. And there you go. It's uh, one of those things that I think uh, you would find will work really well for you. And for all of them, the other one's a sleeve with, with uh, actually with uh, kinesio tape built into it. Really cool sleeves. Everybody that I've gotten to use them comes up and say, Rick, thank you. These things are unbelievable. Runners are going nuts over it. Go to their websites, check them all out. And um, yeah, and then put the code, small, my initials, RB, small letters, RB24, my number. RB24 is the code to get in and get a special disc. I just saw a guy today that I said, oh, Rick, I just got the shoes. Thanks a lot. You know, hey, I saved a bunch of money, you know, with the discount code and all. And, and, the, and the lady just got some of me, pickleball lady that has two courts in her backyard. Love her. Uh, and five minutes from where I live. And it's awesome. And she just got some. And she said, oh, Rick, thank you so much. These are so good. So anyway, try them out and, you know, make decide for yourself. But get a nice discount while you're doing it. We'll, we'll see Absolutely. what happens. Absolutely. You know, like, I wish I could really have something to plug for to get anybody out there who owns companies. Oh, man, that would be unbelievable. No, if they you own know, that's, that's, And, and let, let's, let's mention uh, the Rick Barry Show. Again, if you download the mic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. On LinkedIn. You can mention you know, that. Um, and again, the I'm Warriors. There's. They're exactly download the mic'd up app. Rick and I uh, uh, host a program called the Rick Barry show. That's on there. If you want to join us live on, on the Rick Barry show, people can upload voice recordings that we play. Uh, if you want to email video recordings for me to play on this show, I'm down for that. I was trying to think of ways to involve the audience. So if you email the program warriors, 24 pot at Gmail, uh, one to two minute snippet, I'll get it on the show. Why not? I want to, I want to see your face and I want to hear your thoughts. Reach, uh, out, reach out to Cyrus to me. If you got, if you own a company, you got, if you got lots of employees, man, you need to get back to me. I got something for you. One the best win, win, win situation I've ever seen. So absolutely. Leave it at Rick. that. I'm not selling anything. I'm just going to put you in touch with somebody else who can tell you. <laughs> Rick, I love you, sir. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you.